Hey guys, uh, welcome to episode five of Class Dismissed, the thoughts of teachers outside the classroom. Today is Thursday, December 6th. Oh my gosh, it's Friday, December 6th. See, I just, mm -hmm. so I was talking to Vats before and I said, if we scrub, it's not gonna be that big of a deal. It's funny, so we're gonna leave it in there. Um, it's crazy to think we're already in December, well into the holiday season. I hope that you are doing well today. And if you're not, I hope you're in for a treat, actually. Uh, we're back for uh, to have another teacher with us in here. Uh, Ms. Botsford is here. She is a teacher here at Tulsa West High School. She's been involved in education over the last 24 years, 22 of them as a teacher at Tulsa West. And probably her hearing that right now, she's kind of like, holy crap. Uh, I'm excited to dive into some of the hard-hitting questions that we have today, as well as talk about the only concert she's ever attended, the story of my life. So that's um, a little insider, a little uh, tease, if you will, we like to call it in the business. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Um, enjoy the Beats again by Nate Morris Crusoe. Thank you so much for having that. And uh, we're going to be right back. So, hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Excellent. Uh, um, so, I guess proud of her family would be probably the easiest way to introduce you. Yes. Um, it's kind of, it was nice reading through the stuff that you had written on your sheet. And again, I give all the, the people before they come in here like a sheet, just kind of prep or whatever's going on. And so that was kind of an interesting thing. Um, but I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about, first and foremost, I guess, the nickname Bots. Okay. Where did it come from? Well, I was named Bots first. I want. I got this um, nickname after I was married and I was teaching. And I don't think Botsford is a hard name to pronounce. But um, my students just started calling me Bots. But my husband has always been called Bots since he was a little kid. And now my boys get called Bots. My daughter does not. But now I do here at Tulsa West. That's awesome. That's super yeah. cool. Um, so you first started teaching at Sussex Hamilton in the fall of 95. And we were just talking right before I said, it's kind of, I mirrored your stuff. You, mm -hmm. so you did your fall, your student teaching at Sussex Hamilton in 95. Then you long-term in the spring of 96. Yep. You went 70% at Longfellow from 96 to 97 and then started full-time here in the fall of 97. Yes. Um, so I guess what helped in your decision to first off teach at Tulsa West, but then just physically stay here as well? Um, well, I when I was applying for jobs, my um, uncle and godfather, Tom Curtis, was a principal at um, Lincoln Elementary School. And when I was doing my application process, he's like, hey, you got to apply to Wauwatosa. It's a great school district. And I was like, okay. So when you're young, you just apply everywhere because you want a job mm -hmm. and um, make some money now that you don't, when you student teach, you don't get paid. So I was so broke. And um, I applied to Tosa. I did a bunch of interviews, and I got um, I accepted my position in Tosa, and everything kind of went from there. That's awesome. Um, you like it here? I Obviously, love it here. I here. love it here. Yes. It's what's What's school. one of the things you like the most about it? Um, well, I've been here so long that it feels like home, and um, I've had opportunities to be able to be at different schools. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes down to it. There's no school that has the diversity that we have here. Yeah. I love the teachers that I work with and the colleagues. They're so, um, they, we just treat each other with a, a lot of respect. And if I needed something, I know that there's plenty of people in this building I could go to um, to support me, whether it's educationally in my classroom or if it's outside, if it's dealing with home life or family or something yeah. and I need something, people are here. That's awesome. Um, so I had mentioned in the pre thing about this and we were talking about it before. <laughs> 
the school pizza thing. Yeah. So we're like jumping all over the place, which is totally fine. That's not the big of a deal, but you gotta you gotta give us a little bit of an insight on what this school pizza thing's all about. Okay, so when you when we were in school, I feel like the food was so different than it is now. Um, the best part of school, middle school and high school, was the school pizza. Mm-hmm. And school pizza was not cut into a beautiful triangle like it is now, like a real pizza. We had um, they were rectangular shaped pizzas, and um, they were cheese or sausage, and they were. Yeah, and I wish we had really them. Good. They were so good. But that was like our like our main, like that was my go-to lunch. And then they had these little bars that were made out of Cheerios that tasted like caramel Cheerios something. Sure. It was yeah, like I some kind that. of bar. Yeah, but that. that was like that was like it for lunches. So <laughs> now the lunches are just not comparable. No, no. no. Everything fit into the um, specific, the specific square? square that you had. Yeah, You had exactly. your plastic tray that you put in the gigantic... Um, Dishwasher machine at the yep. end, and, yeah, yep. and they posed it down, yep. and yeah, it was crazy. We had real forks, yep. real mm-hmm. knives, yep. you know, like my lunch or my milk felt right, fit right in the container. Yeah. Everything was perfectly yeah. displayed on my plate. Yeah. It was so cool. So mm-hmm. I just had to bring that up because, I mean, we, we love the pizza now, yep. and it's just one of those things. Um, so I guess it's for people that don't know, um, is she still here? No, she left. So uh, Veronica is um, part of the journalism group here at Tosa West High School. Uh, as well as Anaya, and both of them are actually doing a little bit of a journalism thing for the podcast that we have here. Um, so if you're at all interested to take a look at that, Anaya said that it's going to be posted in the next, she said a couple days. So I give her a couple days, but if you go to Wauwatosa West High School and you Google or search for the journalism program here, um, they're going to do a full write-up, and Veronica was actually just in here taking some pictures of us uh, as we were shooting this off. If you take a look at the pictures, you're going to notice that there's only one microphone that we're switching back and forth. So if you kind of hear me fading in and out or bots kind of coming in and out, we just got one microphone. We're making it work. We're, we're going on the fly with it. Um, but uh, so we just want to give you a little behind the scenes, a little green curtain Wizard of Oz, if you will, on here. Um, so you've been to one concert. And I mean, we, we got to hear the story because of the fact that, and it ties into, I guess, what a great mother you are. Reading what you had, family seems to be a huge part of your life. You said both of your boys play football in college now. Um, this second one just graduated, correct? Yep, from last year. Last year from Hamilton. Yep. yep that's where you were. Uh, and so I guess kind of twofold. First thing, why only one concert? And then how much did you have to actually get motivated to go to the concert, which she'll tell you in a second. Um, and then also just one of the most rewarding things about being a parent that you have as well. Sure. So, okay, the first question, the concert. I guess I grew up, you know, my parents didn't have a lot of money, and so when we did things, we did things as a family. So I didn't really go to concerts. I didn't go to Summerfest and things when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So, and my parents weren't really concert goers, so I think you kind of do the same things your parents sure. do. Yeah. Um, so I just was never interested in that. I, my husband always laughs because... He always wants to say, who is this artist? Who, what, what's the name of the song? I'm like, I don't freaking, I don't know. I don't know. And then he'll, you know, he'll be like, how can you not know? And he knows every artist. He's been to a million concerts. So, um, yeah. So it just wasn't a big thing in my life. Okay. So what was the concert? Okay. Now I forgot. It was at Miller Park. It was, um, oh, what, what is that group? Did I write it down? You did write it down. Okay. Shoot. I look at, I can't even remember the freaking group. Oh my God. Uh, one, so direction, one Direction, so One I Direction, One Direction. ask you your favorite song out of it because okay. you're not even going to remember that. I, I, I don't, but I do know <laughs> their songs like when we sing it, when, when my daughter and I that's sing good, it, yeah. Um, so then I guess going back to the boys thing, with, yeah. 
you've seen them grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, your daughter's younger, I'm assuming? Yeah, she's okay. 14. Okay, so the most rewarding thing you've seen with the boys with the football program so far? I would have to say, um, I think my life kind of revolves around sports. Um, I played in college. My husband played in college. So I don't know if I would have went to college if it wasn't for sports because I didn't like school so much. I just, mm-hmm. it wasn't my thing. I did it so that I could, you know, play my my activities. And I tell my students that all the time. Like, sometimes you realize things later in life that are important. But sports always kept me motivated. And my parents played sports. So I think that's why that was so um, influential in my life. But um, my boys, the, the coolest thing is they got to grow up. My husband was a coach at Sussex. So they grew up with him. So they would be ball boys. They were the water boys. They were at practices running around. And then... Um, so they were a part of that program and a, bar, a part of that system. And then all of a sudden, you know, he got to coach his sons, which was really, really cool. Yeah. So um, I, you know, when you're there watching your husband, because I was proud of him to be out there coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did go to all his games when my kids weren't playing, um, because I think it's important to support your spouse and what yeah. they like to do. And I love sports and I love football. So and then once my kids were playing, it was just cool that they got to experience having their father coach them. So That's a really cool yeah. experience, yeah. It almost seems like they were part of the team probably before they were even on the team. For sure, for sure. They looked up to those kids as mentors, and, you know, they would take them under their wing, and when they'd see them in the community, they, you know, they would be able to feel cool because they were looking at older kids and stuff. So, yeah, it was a really good experience. Um, John D'Amato was a coach, and he was really focused on character with um, our, our kids and being good people and being good citizens. Mm-hmm. So my kids didn't just get that for four years. They got that for their entire lives because they were around it all the yeah. time. So it wasn't just us preaching as parents about being good people. It was other people um, that meant a lot to them. Sure. So can we look them up now? Where So you got two of them. Where do they go? Um, I guess, in, well, they're out of season now, but... Um, I guess, how far along are they at two in college now? So Ty is my oldest, and he's 21. He's actually playing in a bowl game this weekend um, in in Kansas City. Uh, so his his team is still playing. And uh, so he's at Nebraska Kearney. It's a Division II school, and he's studying um, industrial distribution, something with business, big product. And um, he's a linebacker there. And then my son, Cal, who is a freshman at University of Sioux Falls, he is studying business as well, and then he is a, a defensive lineman. Okay. So they are done. They lost their first game in the playoffs, so they're done playing. So now it's his little break, and he sure. can do his exams and everything, yeah. That sounds really cool that he's in a bowl game this weekend, and I don't I think Division Two is sometimes um, – Shown on TV, so are you going to be able to watch it, or what do we got? What do we got? How are we going to be able to support that? Yeah, we'll be able to watch it. A lot of the games they stream them online okay. too. Um, I'm sure one of the um, like ESPN mm-hmm. channels will have that bowl game on on for the us to watch, but we'll figure out a way sure, to watch yeah. it. Yeah. ESPN the Ocho for those of the dodgeball mm-hmm. reference. If mm-hmm. any of us get that as well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so two of the other kind of more of a philosophical questions that mm-hmm. I have for you. And, We'll talk about them and we'll kind of see uh, where it goes and we'll go from there. But uh, one of the things that you'd said, so I give them like a list of eight questions and Bot said, I'll answer all of them. It doesn't matter to me. So I was like, that's cool. I just, I'm going to pick like two of the ones that mm-hmm. are pretty interesting. Um, first one that could be uh, maybe a little bit funny. We'll see where it happens. And if it's not, then we'll go to the other one. But something you're not very good at at all. Some, maybe something you do that you're like, I don't know, why am I doing this? Or it's just something you're not good at. Um, 
Well, I tell my husband I'm good at everything, and I'll play him in anything, and I'll challenge him, but he usually beats me, but whatever. <laughs> um, I would say I am not good at taking my own advice. I don't know if that's like a, a funny thing, that's but fine, I'm really yeah. good at giving people advice about situations, problems, you know, how they can be a better person, all that kind of stuff. But when something goes down with me, like, I know exactly what I should be doing, but I don't, like, step back and, like, talk to myself. So I guess... You know that would probably be a big okay. fault of mine. So we're always we're always learning, I guess, if you will. So you're just totally. I think so too. But all of us are like that, not being able to be reflective uh, in a way. So um, biggest problem facing our society that we have, especially because we work with kids. I mean, I've been doing this for nine years. You've been doing this for twenty two years now. What's the biggest problem that you see facing society? Um, I would have to say, you know, working with kids. I think um, there's a big disconnect with like communication, okay. everything is, is online or texting or, you know, Instagram, Snapchat. I feel like kids don't know how to communicate to solve issues or to celebrate things. Everything is taken in a picture or a video. And, and then that in turn, that causes problems within, you know, friend groups and communities. And, and it, it, that's what most of our problems here at West mm -hmm. stem from is something yeah. that happened on the internet. Or if somebody has a problem with somebody, they go and they, you know, snap about it or put a tweet out about it. I don't even know if Twitter is that popular anymore, but um, kids just can't talk through things. So we're constantly, as teachers, trying to teach them and role model how to interact with people. And even when there's a little bit of a challenge, how to have that conversation and, and work through it and not be afraid to confront a situation on a professional level. Mm -hmm. So, and I also think it's really hard for parents because the way society is, two parents are working, you know, you're trying to make ends meet and they're gone all the time and it's not like back in the day when our parents were you know one parent could maybe be home yeah, if yeah. that was the case and you know I used to get mad when I would come home from school and my mom would be taking a nap on the couch I'd be like get up don't you want to ask me about my day and now now kids are like mm, my mom doesn't get home from work until six or you know yeah. whatever and yeah. I just think that it's hard for parents because they want to keep that relationship with their kids and sometimes it's really difficult because you you don't see them a lot so you want to give in a little bit to them and then when you in turn give in, then the ball usually goes the opposite direction. Sure. So, and you don't, you don't hold your kids accountable as much as you'd like to, because you don't want to have that tension and that conflict at home when you barely get to see your kids. So I think that's just a, a general idea of what I think is kind yeah. of going on so with the kids. Issue, mm -hmm. sure. Definitely. Definitely. And we see that too. I mean, you said it completely, like a lot of the issues that we have here at West stem directly from social media interactions totally. with each other. Yep. Um, and living in the moment too, I think is one of the things that you yes. have to as well. Instead of you know, how many times that you probably were at the concert and how many times someone got out their phone to like record something oh, or yeah. anything along that, instead of just absorbing it all. Enjoying and, and enjoying the moment, yeah. enjoying the yeah. moment, yes. And, yeah. and I think we do, we work on mental illness too. I think mm -hmm. that's a huge thing in our schools with kids and and how to deal with um, your feelings and being honest about them and asking for help. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of kids deal with things that we have no clue about. And But but I do think our teachers build really good relationships with kids so they can see, like, if something is off, we're not afraid to question mm -hmm. it and see what's going on. So I think those are the two biggest things that we're dealing with as educators. So not only are we going to have to give all this curriculum and make sure they can, you know, master their tests and be able to graduate and go to college or tech school or whatever, but then we still have to help them like as an individual in person. It's so much more than just teaching. It's, it's people just don't have an, they don't have a clue of the amount of emotional toll it takes on a person yeah. when you're an educator, mm -hmm. um, as well as just making sure that you're doing your job 
for these kids to teach them. Exactly, exactly. And they're not going to learn unless if you have that emotional investment. Either. Totally. There's no trust there. There's no mutual respect. Yes. None of those things go hand in hand. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm literally pushing the microphone towards me to say the last thing, and then I'm going to push it towards her. Okay. Final thoughts that you have. Anything that, oh, she's like sitting back. She's ready to go. Oh. She, this has been something she's been thinking about for a while now. Something you have to give to the kids, some advice you have, um, whatever you got, the floor is yours and they okay. are listening. Okay. I guess like as a final thought, I would say um, I want kids to understand that we all make mistakes, but a mistake doesn't define you, it, uh, the, the person you are or whatever had happened. I think the biggest thing is that you learn from your mistakes and you accept them and you're honest about them and then you grow from those mistakes. Um, study do your homework. Um, and I know, oh, homework doesn't count here at Toastwest or a little bit, 10%. But I think that's practice. You have to practice things your whole life. You have to practice becoming a parent, becoming a spouse, becoming, you know, a new person in a profession. You There's things that you practice all the time. So why wouldn't you practice things that you're learning now to instill that, um, that purity in learning? Because you do want to learn your whole life. And if you have a passion for something, go for it. You know, even if you think oh, it'll never happen, you still have to have that drive and that enthusiasm to have a dream for something big and something special. I think the biggest thing is, is when I preach to kids all the time, I'm, I feel like a counselor sometimes um, with the students here. Like, I feel like I have a double duty and I'm always saying to kids, believe in yourself, you know, have confidence in yourself. And um, when kids come back to school and visit me, um, like when they're 26 or 30 or I see them on Facebook and they have kids and families and buying a house and a new job, that anything is possible. There's so many kids that have come back and I preached and preached and they come back and say to me, I wish I would have listened to you then. It took me five years to figure it out, but you were right. And now the ball's rolling in the right direction. You know, I think that is what is so exciting as a teacher is to have those kids come back and thank you or just say, hey, everything you said was right. It just took me a little little mm -hmm. time to figure it out. But um, I love this school. I love this building. I love this district. I think they try to, they really are trying to do a good thing for the students and the teachers. And I think they're trying to make this the best place that you can be. And I wouldn't want to teach anywhere else. This is a great environment. I love the kids. I love the diversity. I want my daughter to come here next year. Um, we're in the Sussex Hamilton School District, and I really want her to be a part of Tulsa West because we don't have that diversity in Sussex and, and, and the opportunities here. So, you know, I wouldn't want my kid to come here if I didn't think it was a good place exactly. to be. So the teachers, the learning that she'll get, um, I just... I love this place, and I'm going to retire from here, hopefully. And um, hopefully I keep, um, you know, changing kids' lives, just like we all try to as mm -hmm. teachers. And um, that's kind of it. Just work hard. Always work hard. Never give up on yourself. Bots, thank you for taking the time out of your day. I know, and, and it's interesting. So we were supposed to meet yesterday, and she had something come up. And she's, you know, thank you so much. And I was like, I love doing this. Like, this is the coolest thing ever. And it's just sitting in here and... It's kind of funny. A lot of teachers don't know where this is. So this is in the library. It's right next to the ARC, um, uh, an old office that used to be in. Mr. Divini completely transformed it. There's a whole bunch of equipment here uh, to be able to use for you guys. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to, yes, to talk with us. And it's been awesome having you on. And I know that a lot of students are really interested to hear the things that you have to say. And it's one of the things that she said it, and I'm going to say it back to her, that 
you're a teacher here that a lot of students go to and that you've earned the trust of a lot of kids. And, and one of the things that I think that that has a direct tie into the family person that you are, the, the impact that you've had on your two sons and your daughter, it, it directly correlates over here that this is a family here at Tulsa West and, and you haven't made any separation between that. And I think that that's a good thing. Um, and the, the kids see that, they trust you, they respect you for that. And so it's really a cool thing. Uh, for us to have here. So I want to say thank you again for coming on and, and I appreciate all that you've all that you've offered to us and, and I think that the kids will be interested to hear what you have to say as yeah. well. All I have to say is go T dub. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks everyone so much for listening to us today. It's such a cool experience for us here and for Tosa West to stories to be writing the article about the podcast as well. So check that out again. Uh, if there's a link I'll post it in the description of the podcast when it's up and running. Again if you have any questions at all, Twitter's not dead. Okay, sorry. So sorry. if, um, but let me know if you have anything else. Learning the number four life oh nine is the Twitter handle for you guys to to catch up with me. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you got teachers you want to come on here, you want to come on here for your club or activity, uh, you know, please feel free to let me know. And wherever you are and whatever you are doing, I hope that uh, you make the most of it. And I want everyone, guys, just have a really uh, have a great rest of your day.